0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of the NOL Sports Podcast. My name is Jack Williams, and I am here with... Essen Casson. And yeah, welcome back to... What episode are we on now?
1: It's episode four.
0: Episode four. Um, Again, it's been good to be back and bringing you guys um, all information on FSU athletics, ranging from football to basketball to soccer... <sighs> Um talked a little bit about cross-country and volleyball and just everything going around the Florida State Athletics world right now. There's so much going on. Um, you know, the fall sports season is supposed to be winding down, but it really isn't, honestly. um. You know, there are a lot of Florida State teams that could be really making some long postseason runs. At the same time, too, the winter sports are starting to heat up, too. We're starting to see some basketball preseason play. Um, It's exciting time out here at Florida State Athletics. Wouldn't you agree, us? Oh, yeah.
1: No, I mean – like we talked about we're going to talking about college football play- playoffs in a little bit but the rankings came out you know ACC tournament for the women's soccer team uh we got volleyball still going strong i think they've had an impressive start to the season um mm-hmm. can, can still have a chance to contend for the ACC championship in that absolutely um and then we have um cross country that just had regionals just had their um the conference ACC conference yeah, yeah. So a lot going on. Fall sports has been going strong over here, so it's been interesting. But what we want to start off with is college football rankings. Um, this is, when you guys hear this, it'll probably be Thursday, November second. We're recording this on Wednesday, November first, one day after Halloween, when the first college football playoff rankings came out, and there were some. There were some. It there was were some tricks,
0: and there were some treats. There were some treats. There were some
1: treats. Um, <laughs> And there was some surprise and some, you know. Oh yeah. We start off right to the bat. Ohio State being, them, being number one, I think we 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 both think Ohio State's pretty good. We we're kind of surprised by that. I think it's fair to say. I kind of agree with it. I, 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 <laughs> I agree with it, but I think we were both in our discussions last week. Ohio State was like a little bit lower. Um. But yeah, I mean, one makes sense. Michigan two. Um. We'll get into that. Have some comments, some I, I, I have some comments and some thoughts. I have some comments. Sorry, Georgia's two. Michigan's three. Three, yes. We have some thoughts on Michigan. Mm-hmm. And Florida State's four. Washington, um, five on um, the outside looking in. Um, I believe Oregon's six. Alabama's, no, sorry, Texas is seven. Mm-hmm. And um, Alabama's eight, which makes sense considering, you know, what happened. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Oklahoma's a lot nine. And um, Ole Miss is ten.
0: I'm going to check him right here to see if he was right. Uh,. Oklahoma's nine, Ole Miss is ten, um,
1: Penn State eleven, Missouri twelve. 12. I mentioned Missouri because twelve would be next year when the expanded college football playoffs in, they
0: would be the yes. last team in. Um, you know and another ACC team that that would be the outside looking in that would be Louisville, and then um, uh, a win that really, you know, the committee really talked a lot about this win and how it helped Florida State. Um, LSU's ranked fourteenth right now, and you know Florida State beat them in the first week of the season. Um. Yeah. Well. I mean, if we go down the list. Notre Dame's 15. Oregon State 16. Tennessee 17. Utah 18. Uh, 19. UCLA 20. USC, which is a team that really fell off. Um. Kansas 21. After that win over Oklahoma. 22. Oklahoma State. 23, Kansas State, 24, Tulane, 25, the mighty Falcons of Air Force. Air Force, undefeated. Undefeated. One of the few undefeated teams in the country. But um, I mean,
1: I, I would offered this. Um, Air Force should be way higher than 25.
0: They should be the number one team in the country. No, well, in all series, I do think they should be a bit higher. Yeah, I, I think
1: um, top 10 might be a reach, but top 15, like, I could see that. I could given, agree with that, yeah. I think they are, like, they're undefeated. They're Air Force, you know, they've. Pretty an interesting schedule, um, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. We want to discuss the top – really, um, I had takeaways that went um, – Jack had a story that went up right after rankings, um, talking a little bit about, about it. And then the next morning, I posted um, my takeaways, which um, was interesting. Mike Norvell did not watch it, by the way. He made he it out that. today. Yeah, he sweet. told me he was not going to watch it. He has game plan-wise. He had some stuff to do that day, but mm-hmm. – um, he also didn't know what his wife was giving up for Halloween candies, yeah. but you know
0: um. he also didn't really seem to have any interest in watching it either. Um, just and the team really didn't either, just because they they've been really honed in on just they don't they don't want to listen to or don't want to listen or they don't want to read they don't want to do any of the, anything related to rankings. I mean,
1: they, yeah, they, they let's, let's just be honest they don't they're gonna know where they're ranked they know where they're ranked mm-hmm. they they probably the good majority of the team probably watched it. Um, but it does not matter, and that, that that gets me to my first, you know, takeaway. Mm-hmm. It does not matter.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, people will be up in um arms about it, which we will get. Ironically, we will be talking we'll be a little bit later. We'll be up in arms a little bit. Arms,
0: yeah.
1: But um, yeah, no. Um, like I mentioned, the first takeaway, number one and number three are going to play November twenty fifth in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Winner of that game will still win a conference championship.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: Georgia has. 14 Missouri this week, 11 Ole Miss, 19 Tennessee, and then a potential um, SEC championship game against number 11 Ole Miss, potentially, mm-hmm. which is probably a number longer shot. Number 10 Miss. Number 10 Ole Miss, mm-hmm. or number 8 Alabama. Right. So it's not done yet. As you um, see, that spot is not done yet.
0: Well, it's From my general curiosity, is LSU still in that race or no? No. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, number five, number Washington. Number five, Washington. Number six, Oregon have a clear path as well. Mm-hmm. In arguably the toughest conference in college football this year. Absolutely. Washington um, has the win over Oregon, but they have um, three games coming up against um, ranked teams. Oregon does as well. And then. Let's 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 assume that they both go into video, the they gotta play each other again in the Pac twelve championship game.
0: Oregon Washington. Oregon Washington. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: So another another game that's gonna be like, you know, determined. Heisman front runners on both those teams too. Definitely, definitely. Mm. So yeah, overall there's a lot of season left. Um, this first ranking is just it is more for us in the media to talk about, have talking points, have stuff, and fans to gripe about on social media Right. and stuff. More than it has meaning than anything else, because next week there's another ranking, right? And this one does not mean anything. So the Mm. the shelf life of this is six days, six to seven days, right? Even that, because it comes out on Tuesday. By Saturday, when the games are played, it could be nothing, you know. So, great to have fun, exercise, and it's fun to have for a podcast or talking points. But let's keep in mind; these do not matter. It, it,
0: it's it, it's honestly, as Essence just said too, it's it's kind of fun in the way too as well. It's a way <clears throat> these week one kind of give give teams kind of a base of. I mean, most teams will tell you they're not looking at the rankings, but um, it kind of gives teams a base as to where what the college football playoff committee thinks of them, and you know where they need to what they need to do in order to move up or down. Or no, you need to move up if you're in these rankings. Unless unless you don't want to play someone in particular if you're in the top four, but most teams want to move up. But um, well, you know, all teams do. I, I, you, you're not playing for matchups on when you're in the top four because no, at that no, point no, no, you're no. going to risk getting kicked out. Right, right. It's um, it's it's it. Like us said, it's a lot of just fun this week and stuff like that. It's cool to see you know who could be in potential um you know the potential semifinal bowls and stuff like that. And it's cool to see who's broken into the top twenty five. Um, it's it doesn't matter. It's just mainly fun and stuff like that. But. Like Essence said, it gives media and fans a reason to, you know, get all up in arms, too, which is another fun part of everything.
1: Yeah, no, and um, I ended that section with something get Jackson and Cringe at. Oh, no, no but don't eat To yeah, quote Taylor let Swift, let the games begin.
0: <laughs> that uh, could be a quote from anybody
1: else. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we, we honor the great Taylor here. Oh, my God. But not... um, anyways, moving on now, we're going to get up in arms. All right. Because my problem with the like, – we to, we, they don't matter, but at the same time, we have to treat them like, you know, what the heck, how they came out. Mm-hmm. And there was inconsist- inconsistencies in here. You know, I think me and Jack have talked about this. I would, put, I would leave Georgia at number one until they lose. They've won 34 straight, back-to-back state, um, state champions. Like, we're going to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, National yeah. champions. But, and they, um, you know, are looking to become the first team since 1934, 1936, since
0: the Minnesota Gophers. Really? Yeah. Coached yeah, like,
1: by P.J. Fleck? No. <laughs> he was surprisingly not around back then. Oh, darn. Yeah, but, um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, um, yeah. So, Georgia, I would leave as number one. But. 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 Um, I, I said but so many times. But, um, you know, Ohio State was number one. And Boog um, Cor- Corrigan, I, I'm hoping I'm saying that name right. Okay. Um, is the college football chair. And he's also the NC State athletic director. Yeah. Um, he said uh, well, the reason Ohio State is number one is they have quality wins over Penn State and Notre Dame which is number 15 number 11 um, that have wins over so they looked at it and they, Ohio State deserved every number one so they're looking at quality wins and a resume fine that, I'm fine with that um, I have no gripes with that Ohio State belongs number one then no gripes mm-hmm. but then why are Michigan why is um, Georgia 2 why is Michigan 3 ahead of Florida State ahead of Washington um, no, yeah. Michigan has played the hundred eleventh ranked schedule per the um, college football, uh, per ESPN. Sorry. Yeah, Georgia's played number one hundred, and they beaten. Sure, they have recent wins over Kentucky and Florida, but neither Kentucky or Florida are ranked, and nor are they very good. Free mm-hmm. frank. They're yeah. They're about. I think they're both around five and three. They're probably both finished around six and six seven wins, which is mediocre too. Good, Mm -hmm. Not great teams, so not discrediting them, you know, but Georgia does not have a dominant win this year. And granted, that's not their fault. They had a game against Oklahoma, taking off the schedule, because they start playing Oklahoma next year, they played Jack's um, alma mater, mater, Ball State.
0: Great game. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so... I mean, I've, I've gone on my, you know, we'll see how complex I get into my Michigan rant again. This team should... I'm sorry, this team should not be in the top four, in my opinion. They are not playing any sort of schedule that is warranted to be competitive, in my opinion, at all. Their, play, their first game was against East Carolina, and they won 30-3. They play UNLV. They won 35-7. to They play Bowling Green, who Ball State plays tonight in a conference matchup, matchup Wednesday, 31-6. to Play Rutgers. At the time, Rutgers was undefeated, but... Got to look at the teams that Rutgers are playing. 31 7. Michigan playing Nebraska. Very lackluster program. 45 7. Playing Minnesota. 52 10. That might have been their most challenging game on their schedule so far. Then you have Indiana. 52 7. Then you have Michigan State, who is been in multiple compromising positions this year and is, is crumbling, as you mentioned. 49 0.
1: They are reportedly interviewing Urban Meyer. What is this program Boy. doing?
0: That's, that's that's moving to another point. But, but like, it's, it's it doesn't make any sense for me. I can understand, like, the argument with, like, yeah, I, I think Georgia would be a 2 or a 3 just because if they haven't lost a game. As, as I mentioned, the history they've had as well. Granted, Georgia has not played some great teams, and there's been a few games that they've had to dig themselves out of in the second half to win against Auburn in South Carolina. But... You have a little bit more of an argument there with Georgia. And Michigan, you can't just go out there and say, well, they're undefeated and they're a Big Ten team. Let's put them in the top four. There's two Big Ten teams up there. One of them, Ohio State, you have the credentials with the Notre Dame win, with the Penn State win, and potentially meeting Michigan down the road now. You have three big games right there. For Ohio State to be up there, I do agree Ohio State is a top two team. You could – Talk about whether it be number one, stuff like that. Talk about kind of leaning towards the home crowd here and stuff like that. Florida State has dominated their schedule. They've played more competitive games, like faced harder opponents than Michigan has. Michigan has not played LSU. Michigan has not played Clemson. Michigan has not played Duke. I mean, you could argue – depending on what place Florida is in, that's going to be better than anyone that Michigan's faced this year as well, other than Ohio State. Like, in my opinion, Michigan should just not be in this four. They should be a six. And as you mentioned, Washington should be up there. Washington's a the team. They have a Heisman frontrunner in there as well, and Michael Penix. Um, even you could argue Oregon should be ahead of them as well, too. As well, too. Isn't that great grammar? Um, Anyways. But yeah. it's just it's, – it, it is aggravating. Honestly, this is what the first – Ranks do. I personally think Michigan's not gonna ha- be challenged till that Ohio State game. Like, and then I'm not gonna get into it. Maybe I'll, I'll dip my toe right in here. You gotta talk about everything that's going on right now with the sign ceiling stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, leave that at, that on the table. Yeah. No, David. And. I,
1: um, you know, they mentioned a good point. Like, they're not going to get into it because that's not their position. So mm-hmm. I, I respect that. They cannot take that into consideration because right. it's NCAA in- investigation. So we'll leave that alone. Yeah, I'll just leave it on the table there. <laughs> but, um, yes. Um, so, yeah, Washington, wow. arguably has the most impressive win of this year over mm-hmm. number six, Oregon. Over Oregon. Um, it was a close game. It was, so, once again, Oregon does not lose points because that was a road game in Seattle-Washington. No, it was a classic game, um, yeah. Jack brought up, you know, FSU right now has one win over a top 25 team. In the current twenty five, that was number fourteen LSU, but the win over Clemson was a good win. That was a tough road game. They got a monkey off their back. I don't care if Clemson's four and four. That was a tough win for Florida State to get. And this is another classic game too. And then um, Duke was a good win. Riley Leonard was. If Riley Leonard did not go down, that was be a good game. And it's circumstances, um, you know, out of Florida State's control, but they dominate they they were in control of that game even if they were
0: losing they were going to I think they were going to win that game and you could argue too that if duke if these rankings came out on at fsu duke week or if these rankings had if fsu did not fsu I'm sorry if duke did not lose their last game duke would be in these rankings too like what ifs and stuff like that like um like if these came out during the game before fsu faced duke and if these came out at if and if these came out duke didn't lose their last game duke could very potentially be a top 25 college football playoff team not a top four team, but you know another team in this mix which could bump up fsu's resume i still think it's a game that does help their resume out a little just because duke has had the success they've had this year and they have um did they have it? no they didn't they played they almost beat notre dame but um yeah i mean it's more resume games to your point yeah
1: but um and yeah so those two wins, Florida State, they're say they sit number forty nine in the nation per ESPN in of Schedule. Well ahead of Michigan, well ahead of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's it it's inconsistent at best. Um you're not keeping up, you know, if you're gonna say Ohio State's number one due to resume quality wins, fine. Stick with it throughout the top four. I don't think they did a good job of that. But going by their resume, by what they were saying, um, we'll get to this. This to be a fun exercise. My top four, but I'm gonna do my top four based on what their um, qualifications, and I'll do my top four based on what I think should be top four. I'm okay. gonna we'll same with Jack. So wait, wait. remind me what their qualifications are again. The, they cared a lot about winning, um, about the um, rate, quality wins and resume. Okay. So by by their standards, Ohio State one. I think I would put Florida State two, Washington three because they did. Going back to the red bandana game, um, they, they knocked Florida State a little bit in their rankings for having a close game against Boston College. But then you go so Florida State's number two, but I put Washington three. Because Washington's had two straight close games against Arizona and um, Stanford, so and waited to come back, make comeback wins. So yeah, um, by their standard, Washington three, Georgia four, Michigan, sorry, Georgia four, Oregon five, Michigan six. Yes, I have Michigan behind a one-loss team. Mm, I
0: have to think about this. I can do my rankings first. I'll do those first. Well, let me do my rankings first. Well, okay, so well, we can you know. could do we, so uh, that we're not. We're no, yeah, do well, okay, yeah, well, do finish yours up and then. Um, yeah, so well, if, I'll think about this.
1: <laughs> by mine, I would do um, similar to last week. I'd have Georgia one, I have Ohio State two, Florida State three, and Washington four. Once again, Oregon 5, Michigan 6. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: If we – so if I was the athletic director of Jack Williams University and I had to be on the college football playoff committee, my Jack ballot, Williams University. Jack Williams – you know what? We'll name it after my dog. Clarkson State University. Because um, Jack Williams sounds like a second coming of Bishop oh, Sycamore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> from the playoffs perspective, I'd make Ohio – okay. From playoff mind, I would do Ohio State 1 – um. Again, resume and wins. Um, you know, Florida State, two. Georgia, three. We're talking about resume. Oh, it'd either be Washington four or Texas for, honestly, because Texas has played some really tough games this year. They've beaten Alabama. I can't remember who they're – they lost to Oklahoma, right? They lost to Oklahoma. They've played some tough games this year, in my opinion. And something they've beaten Kansas, that was on that's a top twenty-five team here on this list too. I think they would be in that mix if I was in the committee as well. Um, oh, what's your personal ranking? Oh, my personal ranking. I I still think Ohio State's the number one team in the country. Um, just think they have the credentials to do it, and I think people like playing it safe. No, it's not a dig on you. <laughs> I just like people. I think the AP voters like playing it safe. And putting Georgia at one, I think it was good to have a little bit more of a bold move to put them at two. Ohio State one, Georgia two, Florida State three. Yeah, um, Washington four. That's how I would do it. Um, I think that's just the way it goes. I think Florida State has done more than enough to garner a spot that is the last one in. Um, and again, I just don't think – I in my – you can go back to last week. I think Michigan's number six in the country. I don't think – I do not think – your record should – I, as someone who covered – I'm surprised Essence not laughing at this. I have our tripod on hand just banging it right now. But um, as someone who covered high school sports, like this – an undefeated record is not transitionable over every single ranking. Like obviously there's – obviously we see that with like – obviously if it was transitional over every single ranking um, – Air Force would be one of in the college football playoff, but like like eight oh, FSU's eight no record compared to Michigan's eight. There eight no right, Michigan yeah. Their eight no record. Those two are very different as to Georgia's is as to Ohio State's is as to Washington's is. Like their schedule matters. Um, it, it is. It's important.
1: And we will maybe maybe not get an answer because I'm not convinced Penn State's a very good team. But November 11th next Saturday. At noon, big noon kickoff. Penn State at I mean, Michigan at Penn State. We'll so. really
0: get our answer about Michigan, and I, I agree with us, and I don't think Penn State's great, um, but we we could it, get an answer about Michigan. Yeah, I mean, even if Penn State's not good, we saw what how
1: State did to them, and we could get an idea. Obviously, we'll know, but and and that's the thing is like the, we have to remember this going going back to this. This one does not matter. Yes. You know, the first point, it does not matter because everything's going to play itself out. Everything will play itself out. Florida State still has to go undefeated. That's actually going to be my last point. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, yeah. No,
0: definitely a discussion point. Absolutely.
1: Um, but, yeah. Washington still has to, you know, next three games are against um, number 20, USC, number 18, Utah, number 16, Oregon State, and then they close the seat against Washington State. So you're looking at... Washington State probably is probably one of those teams that's just outside the rankings that probably could be a top 25 team. Right. That have been really good that's been cannibalized by a tough Pac-12 rec- um, season. Um, you know, Michigan, Ohio State still play Michigan, Penn State. We have that game. Ohio State, they have Michigan left on their schedule. You know, Alabama could play a factor. Penn State could play a factor. We have Ole Miss, Georgia, and the SEC all playing a factor. So, it's a long way to go. None of this means anything at this point. Right. But one thing I could say definitively, coming away from that, the path forward for FSU, they have to win out. They have to go undefeated. You cannot lose to Florida. You cannot lose to Miami. You cannot lose to—I mean, not losing to North Alabama, but—
0: I I mean, I would even go as far to argue, too, that they have to win out in their post, their potential postseason. Well, yes, well, well. obviously. I, yeah. You're
1: not getting in as a non-conference champion. So, like my yeah. everyone here, it's not impossible, but a one-loss team, FSU team, could have a hard time getting into the playoff field. A one-loss conference championship list— Seminole's team is extremely unlikely. I'd say improbable. Not happening. Um, if they, you have to win a conference championship, that one loss would eliminate you. Mm-hmm. Um think a one loss against Florida would eliminate you. Because mm-hmm. the toughest schedule, game in the left their schedule was Miami 6-2 Miami. At home, meh. It's not, I, don't, I don't know what Miami is going to look like week to week. Um, They're but, an interesting team. And the same could be said about Florida 5-3. and three. Who is a great team at home at the swamp where Florida State will play them, mm-hmm. but they are um, just a really really bad team on the road. Oh
0: well, yeah, we got to talk. You about
1: saw Utah, Kentucky, Georgia, where the defense road. just falls mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, so I should say away from the swamp. You know.
0: Yeah, I well, I mean, that's another one of those environmental games as well, too. You know, you got to talk about Death Valley, and then you got to talk about the Red Bandana game, and
1: then um, going to that Florida game is um back to that Florida game. If the Gators don't beat Arkansas this week. They will. They have LSU. They have a road game at Missouri. The road games against LSU and Missouri are left on their schedule. So they, that, that's a team that could be fighting for bowl eligibility if they lose to Arkansas this week right. when they play Florida State. So that tells you, you know.
0: there's I don't know if there's more on the line for Florida, but there's a lot on the line either way yeah, for both yeah. teams.
1: Um, and like I mentioned, you know, number five, Washington. Number six, Oregon. Number seven, Texas. Number eight, Alabama. Number nine, Oklahoma. Number 10, Ole Miss. And number 11, Penn State. Are all one-loss teams right now? Mm-hmm. Let's say I mean not all of them can win out, but let's say three or four one of them went out. They're in superior conferences. They probably have a better resume at the end of the season than Florida State. And being in a better conference is gonna be like the only other ACC team ranked is in the top twenty-five is Louisville.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Well, oh, yeah, and, and everybody, all the FSU's fans' favorite uh, commentator, Kirk Herbstreit, um, you know, he made some comments about saying, like, I don't think ACC is the strongest conference out there. And, you know, it, you can agree with that as well, too. And, I mean, it is kind of true. I mean, it's like as Esther mentioned, there's only two teams in this playoff ranking right now that are ranked. It's FSU and Louisville, and then everything else has kind of just been – Chaos, honestly, below it. I mean, it's 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 a, it's been a weird conference this year. It's been
1: it definitely. Um, it's been a weird conference. I mean, that's it. It could say that there's a little more like you know, um, parity that it's a little closer that there's not one dominant team, mm-hmm. and they they could be hurting each other. Like you know, we've heard that said often. That could be a thing. You know, case with but but the top end talent is Florida State, and everyone else is like you know very mediocre to good not great and i think that's going to end up hurting florida state if they lose
0: a game one question i have for football i don't know if it's how crazy oriented it is towards the playoffs but you know talk about louisville i mean i mean right now it's looking like louisville and um uh fsu currently as of today for the acc championship game but like a lot can change but i mean can louisville is is Louisville 100% like is Louisville truly a lock for this game considering how Virginia Tech is creeping up lately and Louisville does play Virginia Tech this weekend uh, then they play Virginia who pulled out that stunner at UNC and then they play Miami and then they've Kentucky at the end of the year granted the Kentucky game wouldn't count but um you know just talking about what they have left is this team are the Cardinals the team that Florida State could potentially see in this game.
1: Potentially. I think there's too much time left to, you know. Mm. To lock anything in. To know anything. Florida State can, we'll get to that in a second, can. Yeah. We'll talk about the game in a second, but Florida State can lock in the spot. But, yeah, no, Virginia Tech's alive. Georgia Tech's still alive. UNC would probably still be alive. So, second place, Miami is technically alive. Boston College, Duke, NC State. The only games that I could say are elimin- eliminated are going to be, um, Syracuse at 0-4, uh, oh Wake Forest at 1-4, Virginia at 1-3, and three, Pittsburgh at 1-3, and three, and Clemson at 2-4. and four. NC State, Duke, Boston College, and Miami are all 2-2. Two two. UNC, Georgia Tech are 3-2, Virginia Tech's 3-1, and, and Louisville's 4-1. Mm-hmm. So, everyone is sort of alive, um, in a way. Mm-hmm. Florida State can make sure that they don't have to worry about the the group by, with a win this week. Right. Um, so, yeah. I don't think it's a lock It's Louisville, but... They're the favorite. They look like the best team so far. They do have that win over Notre Dame. Then they have lost to Pittsburgh. You know, make
0: it make sense. Right, exactly. Um, The ACC hasn't made sense, though. So No, of course not. Like you said, there's still a lot of time for chaos to happen. It's a crazy conference. Mm. Um, We'll see what happens. And then we get to add more teams next year. Favorite Atlantic Coastal teams in California and Texas.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, um, my favorite team... In the ACC, in the Atlantic Conference, the Coastal Conference, is the one on the Pacific Coast. What are you talking about? You know,
0: <laughs> not the one that's not not the one that's not even on a coast either. Dallas, yes yeah, no. oh, Dallas. It's on a Dallas coast. What are you talking about? The Dallas coast. What's the Dallas coast? Whatever it wants to be. Right? <laughs> Anyways, um, it's the river next to Bucky's. Anyways, yeah, it's a Bucky's river. It's a Bucky's river, yes. Bucky's
1: created a river because it has its own ecosystem. Anyways, right. oh my god. <laughs> uh, anyways, let um. So, Florida State at Pittsburgh this week. Uh, Jack's traveling to that game. I'll be covering remotely as Jack did last week for Wake Forest. Yep, taking turns. <laughs> taking turns. Um, so, Jack gets to make that trip to Pittsburgh. To connect from
0: Jacksonville to Charlotte, no Atlanta to Pittsburgh. So, Pittsburgh, yeah, so be a long day, but should be should be interesting. Should be
1: interesting, you know. I think we'll get the predictions in a second, but I think we both think that Florida State should win this one, handedly. Yeah, they are the superior team over Pitt. Pitt is you know two and six, one and three in conference play. Their one win over is over Louisville, which was interesting because that was a home game. So. Mm-hmm. we don't want to rule out that they could do something crazy i think it's let's, let's, let's say that we both think florida state's gonna win mm-hmm. florida state was a 20 and a half point favorite last time i saw road favorite same mm-hmm. as they were last week at um, wake forest
0: was a similar line that might have been a touchdown more against um boston college right or is it i can't remember right sorry. now that was forever ago that was, but, forever, <laughs> that was like
1: 20 years ago right yeah,
0: it feels like it yeah
1: but um yeah so you know i think we both have them um, Pittsburgh has a you know um, interesting defense. I had wrote about it earlier this week. If it loads, yeah, Ooh,
0: there it goes. There it goes. Um, yeah,
1: Pittsburgh is forty um, seventh in the um, nation in total defense, three hundred forty eight point four yards per game, and rushing yards one hundred thirty point four games. They are tied for twenty third in the nation with twenty three sacks. or averaging about two point eight eight a game. They only had one sack against Notre Dame, so. They can be stopped against superior opponents. Mm-hmm. Norvell had great, you know, respect for them. Florida State's 22nd in the nation with 453 yards per game, and their 5th in the nation, 41.5 points per game. So something's got to give. It could be interesting, right? Right. But I just think this Florida State offense has too much talent. They are just superior in every single way. You have not Pittsburgh um, has not seen the wide receiver duel like. Keon Coleman, mm. Johnny Wilson. We'll see if Johnny Wilson plays, obviously. Right. He missed last game against um, Wake. Wake. He got hurt in the Duke game in the third quarter. Missed the Syracuse game, got hurt in the Virginia Tech game. So he's played six quarters in the past four games um, with various injuries. Undisclosed. We, we have speculation. We can't say what it is, and we're not going
0: to get into that. We do not know if he will be playing or not on Saturday, so we will see.
1: We will see, but um, either way, Keon Coleman's really good. We saw Jakai Douglas step up a little bit last week, a couple catches. Kentron had a catch... Had a two catches. one Only only one counted because of the holding.
0: He intentionally had a touchdown, but yeah, yeah it didn't
1: count. Yeah. Sure. Um, Jaheim Bell had a good game, you know, a few catches. Monster. Kyron Morlock has really, really... He talked about this in, this week. Um, he's understanding the whys of the offense better, why they're
0: doing stuff, and that's mm-hmm. been interesting to see Like how that's helped them know the offense and how, what he's doing. He's also become, you know, a really... We've seen it a lot earlier in the games where it might be that the wide receivers are trying to you know maybe find their hands a little bit more. He's been a very big target for Travis early on in the offense, in those games early on for um, you know Travis to find more lock. And then as soon as the wide receivers going, you know he's able to settle back into the tight end role. Um, no, he's he's grown into a good player this year for them. Yeah, well. that the tight end room's just been very deep in general. No,
1: Marquise Douglas has been had a few catches on early drives and mm-hmm. kind of disappears after. It's kind of interesting the game plan, but um, but there. I'm not going to question Mike Darvall's play calling uh, or what he's doing his personnel because he's done a great job with that. Right. But, yeah, no. Um, I think Florida State wins handedly. I'm going to go 55-6.
0: Oh, no. Um, I wasn't ready for this. Hold on. Let me do some math here. Um, I agree. I will do some stalling while I'm talking. Anyway, I agree with Essen that it's going to be a wider game for FSU. Um, it's just it's just this is a team that has a lot of momentum right now and they're you know they're chugging along pretty well too um I'm trying to you know what freaking we'll, we'll add another touchdown in there um I'm gonna say it's gonna be 55 to 10 55 10 FSU, what would you say 55 six. Okay, so I did all that math and we were still around the same score again. Um, great minds, great minds. Great minds think alike. All right, so... Or bad minds. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm guessing most people would like to see that prediction come true. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a wide win as well. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean... um, uh, Speaking of Pitt... Pitt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> speaking of Pit, um, FSU soccer is heading into uh, postseason play now, um, and this will this
1: game will be by the time this podcast is hearing this will be the same day of the game. game it day. will. It will be. It's, it, game it's game
0: day. It's game day. Get up. <laughs> it's game day, y'all. <laughs> yes, Pit is going to be playing. Um, Pitt – oh, my God. Pitch going to Florida State. Florida State's going to be playing Pitt in the first round of the ACC tournament. I'm sorry, not the first round. The semifinal round. I promise I cover this team and know how to – oh, my God. Okay. Florida State's going to be playing Pitt. Um at first, second, <laughs> semifinal round of the ACC tournament, um, Florida State's the number one seed. Uh, Pitt pulled off a center on the road against North Carolina, who used to be the number one team in the country earlier in the season. Um, a lot of ties really snuck up on them. I believe they had six conference ties. Um, and uh, Pitt was able to pull out a really gritty, really, really physical win in double overtime uh, over UNC. This is a very, very good Pitt team, as we've seen earlier in the year. Florida State played them. Um... At home earlier this year, um, for a three-two win, it was uh, Oni Ejikimie's, uh, uh, ninth goal of the season, um, that was able to give them that three-two win. Um, I don't know if you remember, you were at that game with me, right? Yeah, um, they jumped out. It was, what was one nothing Pitt for a while, and then um, they scored um at the end of the first half.
1: Like it was like literally the last right.
0: seconds before halftime. And Pitt was and FSU was able to pull away more, and they built up a three-one lead. And I I was kind of watching the game, like I feel like this is a little that. That last goal was just you know icing on the cake and was just a goal to be a goal. Well, it ended up being, it ended up being the game winning goal from of um, who has just been absolutely clutch this year for the Seminoles and she, um, I believe she is leading the ACC in goals right now. Um, I believe she has eleven. I don't know, have to look. Uh, you you can look it up on your own. I deleted it out of my story because just didn't fit the flow of it in the moment. But um, you know, this is a team that's playing really well. It's a team Florida State is undefeated on the year. Um, whether it overall and in conference play, they only have one tie, which was to UNC. Um, this is a team that's ramping up a lot of momentum. They had that off week this week, putting into mind that they were that the ACC tournament was coming up. So they put an off-weekend in there where they were able to rest up and kind of get everyone back if, if anyone's had some bumps or bruises or anything like that, or just a t- week really to have some... Weekend to have some downtime. Um, they put that into their schedule so they'd be ready to go into the AC tournament, ACC tournament all refreshed and stuff like that. Another player that is worth talking about and is questioning if her presence is going to be active in the game or not is Jordan Dudley. She sat out against NC State um, as she was... Ruled according to Penske verbatim, it was banged up against Duke. Um, just in an aggressive game as well. Penske talked about how she's doing pretty good. She returned back to training. Um, they talked about like a, you have to question how much of that was her kind of testing stuff out. Um, still is a little bit sore, but they said they're going to be, um, again, game day, so we'll find out if she is playing or not. But they said throughout this week they have been very sp- specific, very specific, watching her very closely. Um, and Taking, you know, a lot of notes about whether or not they want, you know, what they're going to do with her when the game comes up, whether it be play her, sit her, limit her time. Um, I think it will be a game time game time decision. I do not know. Um, but they said they um verbatim. He said, "We'll see how she does in the next couple of days and make the right choice." Um, yeah, you know, this is going to be a very entertaining game, to say the least. It's just a very aggressive pit side. It's a Pitt team that leads the nation in corner kicks per game, averaging 8. Um, they've had 170 corners this season, um, which is mad at the same time fsu has their own weapon and taylor huff um who's just been doing a an great job with setting up those corner kicks as well um and yeah it's an acc tournament game um and if they win this they go on to the championship game on sunday where they'll play either clemson or notre dame or the winner of fsu or Pitt will play clemson or notre dame in that championship match another big component for this game there are no north carolina teams in this tournament anymore good Good, good. The game is also hosted in North Carolina at Wake Mead uh, Soccer Complex, which is um, uh, Wake Med. Wake Med, excuse yes. me. Um, Which is uh somewhere that a lot of, that Florida State is considered a home field, considering that they've won a national championship on this field. They've played multiple college cups on this field, eight of them, and they've won multiple ACC titles on this field. So, I mean, it's basically their home away from home there Um, at Wake Med.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, no, I covered the game last year, College Cup, that was at Wake Med. Yeah. Um, they lost to UNC. Mm-hmm. It was a great game. Um, I think UNC, if I'm not mistaken, jumped out to a three, two or three nothing lead, and Florida State came storming back. Almost got back to it, but just couldn't get that equalizer. It was a good effort on their part. They played well. First year, they're Brian Penske, number one seed. They just fell short, but they made the College Cup last year, which this is where the College Cup's going to be. So, mm-hmm. no one UNC Florida State beat them last year in the ACC tournament, but this is a team that could go up there. We've seen them, you know, they looked dominant all year. They had one bad game against UNC. Even if you want to call it a bad game, they tied them. Right. But they, they allowed seven conference goals in the first two matches, which Penske was not happy about. Mm-hmm. We talked about it multiple times. Since they've been a lot more stingy, giving mm-hmm. up goals, it's a very talented team. They have, you know, offensive firepower with Bayard Olson. Lauren, Fl- uh, not Lauren Flynn, that's defense. She had a hat-trick last night. She game. had a great game either way. She had a great hat-trick. O- an offensive um, game. Yeah, no, you have um, Leilani Nesbeth, Bayata Olsen, Jody Brown, and um, Jordan Dudley. Mm. You have just so much talent. There's so many on Oni Echugini, um, And then defense, Lauren Flynn, Christina Roquet have played a huge part. Mm. You know, it's a very talented team. They have pieces everywhere. They have a bench that can come in and they could depend on. So they have so much talent. You know, if Jordan Dudley is healthy, I I don't think she's there yet, but by next year she could be the best player in college soccer. Right. That's Absolutely. how good. That's how talented she is. So, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe a, that injury was a good thing for her because she got like almost two weeks off.
0: I mean, she so she, 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 she had, might have fresh legs. She's younger than everyone else. So she. I mean, she's she, younger. People, you know, body heals a bit quicker. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of potential with her. Absolutely.
1: A lot of talent. So, Florida State probably still needs to win. Like the way that. College Cup, like, College Cup's going to set up. They probably need to win the ACC championship. they got to win two more games to get that number one overall seed more than likely. I'll agree. So it's important. They're playing for a lot still. You want to host every single game until you get to the, you know, ACC, the ACC, I'm um, not the ACC, the NCAA College Cup, Yeah. which would be, could be an interesting weekend for us if they get there, because that would be, December 1st would be the College Cup semifinal mm-hmm. in Cary. Right. December 2nd. If Florida State wins Saturday, it would clinch a spot in the ACC championship game. December 3rd, the college football playoff field is in, um, announced. And if FSU, along bowl games. If, if, FSU, and then if FSU wins yeah. um, the semifinal game, they would play on Monday the 4th, uh-huh. the championship game. So, and right now, and this could change, obviously, right now the plan is for me and Jack to be at both. So you would get ex- exclusive, extensive coverage from both of us up at um you know I'm not sure most outlets are going to send anyone for the soccer tournament. Right. So, you know, we you would get unrivaled content from us in soccer, which I think we um, Jack has done a great job on the beat this year. I covered it last year.
0: Did a great job last year as well. I know, but um <laughs> I mean, um, thank you.
1: Damn. <laughs> but yeah, no, um so we we are going to cover that extensive like you know, we'll be cover double covering most games in the tournament over here. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to get great coverage on soccer.
0: Yeah, I mean we know this we definitely know that soccer is it's you know football's you know uh, it's football's always, king. It's going to be the, the big thing here no matter what but soccer is important here at Florida State. I mean, god, they're the number 1 team in the country as well. I mean, I mean m- me and SNF really had that little complex off of um that's not stadium. It's Spirit Way. Um, off of Spirit Way, we've had that like co- a little complex just cover, whether it be with soccer and softball. Because we know that these teams are just very important to the fans. They're very. And they 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 deserve the coverage as two of the top teams in the country in their respective sports and softball and soccer. And soccer, this I mean, this team's extremely extremely impressive. It, it even when they've been down, they just find ways to do it again and again. I mean, I mean, just talking to the beat reporter yes from last year. I mean. How does this team this, this year look compared to the one last year? I think they probably beat last year's team. I think last year's team had some holes.
1: They were a very, very good team. They obviously got uh, – but you are, you're in your two under Penske. This is a team that just has – Penske's able to install his system more this year than he was last year. Nothing against, not against the girls last year. That was a very talented team. They returned a lot of talent this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they just re- re- restock and keep going. It's impressive, but – um I'm going to put you in the spot, Jack. What happens um, tonight against Pittsburgh, and do they win the championship?
0: I think... Um, so who the, big, what? who do they play as well? Um, so the, I think the big thing was that, um, you know, Penske talked about how every time they play Pittsburgh, they see something different from them. Um, and I think this is going to be, once again, This might. I think this is going to be... I, I Granted, I don't know what the NCAA field will set up to be, but I think to this day this might be FSU's most challenging game considering they do know this pit team but I think I mean Pitt's coach is just so veteran in this in this sport and stuff like that. I think they're gonna throw something unique at them. I think it's gonna be another tight game, but I think FSU is going to be able to pull it out. I think they will win it in regu- regulation. I just think it's gonna be a tight one goal game. Um and then moving on, I think that's really gonna open up things for them in the championship game. Um I think they'll face Clemson. Um Notre Dame was a good team, um but I think Clemson has just been the number two throughout the entire season here in the ACC. Um, you know, we talked about the last time they met. Um, Florida State went down 2 nothing in that game, 1-4-2, scored four straight goals. And I think this. I think once they see Clemson and the team that they consider to be a home field, Florida State does, Grant Clemson is technically kind of the home team being the closest school out of all everybody there. But um, – I think I think FSU is able to pull it off here. I think this team is just too good right now. I think they're just I, similar to the football game team. They just have a lot of momentum. They have a lot. If Jordan Dudley comes back, I mean, if Jordan Dudley comes back, I think this team could win by a lot more against Pitt, and I think they could win by a lot more against Clemson as well in the championship game. Notre Dame could do the championship game as well. That's going to be a fantastic game as well, Notre Dame-Clemson. and Is that what you think is going to happen? So I have Florida State 2 nothing over Pitt.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a close game, tight game, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna beat Notre Dame for nothing. Okay, so six goals, none are allowed in the tournament. Get lock up the number one seed, go to the um, tur- the um, NCAA tournament with even more momentum.
0: Fans are gonna like that because they're gonna be able to come back to Florida State through all the majority of the NCAA tournament as well. Oh yeah,
1: we'll see the um, Spirit Ray gar- gar- um, Garage Packed again. Oh man, oh that's always a good time. <laughs> it's always fun to watch up there. Um, speaking of teams um that's basketball you know yeah i mean they're getting things started up as well yeah i mean we'll start with some um some disturbing is it disturbing how would you describe that
0: it's it's good news for the situation that it is yeah yeah Um, it was
1: surprising news shocking news but Mm -hmm. we are glad to hear that she's doing all right but um if you missed it brooke wyckoff um had successful the fsu announced yesterday about noonish that Brooke Wyckoff had under, underwent successful breast cancer removal surgery. They removed uh, a mass that has been diagnosed as breast cancer. She, but they removed, They found it early, and they think that she's on the road to recovery. She'll be all right. Obviously, really scary situation. But, oh yeah, absolutely. Because we literally, talk, I talked to Brooke last Wednesday. Yeah. After the game. Yeah. You know, so less than a week later, life comes at you fast. You know. Mm. So glad she's doing well. The expectation is that she will coach the season opener get on November sixth, I believe mm-hmm. against who are they open against Jack, uh,
0: Charleston Southern. Right? Charleston Southern November sixth.
1: Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have a exhibition game tonight against um, Clayton State. Yeah, um, so I mean it's Wednesday night. So Jack will have covered it by then. Um, there,
0: there was a game against Clayton State. So there was a game. See the recap after Bill in Ferreira, the is assistant
1: coach who came over from Florida, assistant coach from Florida last year. Mm-hmm. Great find. Um, great person to talk to. Is going to be the, um, ser- will manage to use her Wyckoff this game or last game, mm-hmm. the last exhibition game against Clayton State. So it's interesting. Um, hopefully everything goes all right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we um, that's the news about her, obviously, that we wanted to share. Make sure it's out in front of you guys. We have a story on um, com. you guys can find. Mm-hmm. Jack, um, by the time the story goes up, Jack will have some player reactions and, you know, what their thoughts are on their coach and, Obviously, be um, which sending out positive thoughts to her. Obviously, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um... but in the meantime, we could also talk about you know the um, first exhibition game against Flagler, where they were just. Dominant.
0: I mean, you were at that game, and you really saw. You know, as you mentioned, if it would have counted, it would have been a school record for points. Um, one twenty-four to
1: one fifth to fifty. Yeah. Final score. The school record is one fourteen against Stetson in nineteen ninety-one.
0: Yeah. I mean, a very different game from the men, but I mean, we're talking about the women right now. I mean, I mean, what what allowed this team to just really take just take control of this game from the tip-off and just not even look back, but like. Just continue moving forward. Well, have you ever heard of Taniya Latson? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds a little bit familiar. Yeah, she, she just had,
1: she just came out on fire, man. Like she was draining threes. She was just getting to the rim and taking, observing contact and getting to the free throw line. She finished with thirty fourth point, thirty five points and four rebounds. Twelve of twenty one shooting from the field, three of four from three pointers, eight of eleven
0: from the free throw line. She was just dominant. Do you think a lot of that was because you know she we. Mentioned that she was injured at the end of the season. Um, you, um, do you think a lot of part of that was you know she hadn't gotten the opportunity to play? She was still healing from the injury and stuff like that. Do you think a lot of that was like her, you know, her competitive side of wanting to get back?
1: Competitive out side of wanting to get out. She mentioned she hadn't even thought about that was her first game since February. That's insane. First game since That's February. Um, she, you know she missed the ACC tournament and NCAA her first round game due to her knee, the, her knee injury. She had a knee break. She called it rusty. So I can't remember. It was Rusty something. It's kind of funny. She just had a nickname for it because it's an old knee sleeve that she's wearing, and she just um, was like, you know, getting used to playing with it. So that's why these exhibition games are great. Are great because you know she had a great game. Other standouts from that game were you know, Omira Gordon, you know, who's taking a huge step. She started a couple of games for Lassen last year when she was hurt, but was in the starting lineup with alongside Lassen this year, taking you know a big spot. She had 22 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists. KK Timpson finished a double-double, 15 points and eight, 18 rebounds in 17 minutes of play. She averaged more than a rebound per uh, minute. She nearly averaged a point per minute. Oh Sarah Bajetti, God. another guard who they started um, 4 guards, had 12 points and 2 assists. Uh, Alexis Tucker started had 10 points and 9 rebounds. Um, Amaya Bonner came with the bench, 14 points, 4 rebounds. And Sakaya White had 8 rebounds in 10 minutes of play. All 11 FSC players um, played a little bit, including the two Spanish freshmen. So, overall, that was just an impressive showing. I know it's Flagler. (laughs) I know. But basketball is a sport where, you know, you just want to get out there, build that ability to play, and just go from there. So, I think it was a good effort from them. It was a fun game to watch. This will be a fun team to play watch this year. Obviously, by the time this comes out, they will have played 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 Clayton State and be moving on to the opener. Where hopefully we see Brooke Wyckoff on the sidelines, absolutely in her high heels,
0: coaching. Absolutely, I, I don't I don't know what breast cancer was thinking going up against one of the best defensive players at FSU. They're not getting past breast cancer is not getting past her at all. She is she is great. So like yeah, as we mentioned, wishes thoughts and prayers going out to her as well i my mom had breast cancer as well so i know how hard this can be and hard how hard of a process it can be as well but it's good that you know the surgery went well and she is able to you know to get you know, into recovery now and you know looking forward to seeing her out on the court again absolutely yeah definitely and
1: you know obviously obviously check you know older men get prostate checked they obviously want women that you get you know yourself checked because you know obviously this is a this looks like it was a treatable thing where they caught it early. I'm speculating a little bit here, but um, mm-hmm. you it know, looks like it was caught early, so obviously get tested. Cancer is a very you know a scary thing, but early detection is always the key. Uh, this is not a cancer um, podcast. Yeah, oh, what no, 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 I got you. No, it's important.
0: It's important. But it's
1: important. You know, um, we care about you guys if you listen to this. I mean, mm-hmm. Even if you don't listen to this, we care about you, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now let's talk about a little – a game that was a little too exciting for us, for I mean, comfort. You know? I, I mean, it
0: was kind of entertaining to watch how the fans were reacting on Twitter um, as I was live tweeting this game. The men's team played Flagler um, as well. As well, the final score was ninety to seventy four. It was it, 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 it does it does not the it score was does not, not do justice. It was not a ninety to seventy four game for the la- FSU Won on a nineteen three one in the ninth, final six minutes of the game. Lagler was leading a good, like, a good portion of the fourth quarter. Second half. Second half, yes. Yeah, because we did change got, got that transition over. Absolutely,
1: so quickly. Like, you go from – we don't cover NBA, Whoa. but that's a four-quarter game.
0: Women's basketball is oh, a four-quarter women's, yeah. game.
1: I mean, this is a rant for another time, but men, can you
0: – It would make more – Can you be progressive and you, catch I, up to a four-quarter if game? If you want like, to, like, prepare your – players for the nba you should be putting them in four quarter game anyway um they play four that's quor- a po- that's for another podcast. they play four quarters in high school too anyway um but i mean throughout the second half a d2 team that had it like i think they were two games over or under 500 last season was up on a acc men's basketball team flagler was and it was it was constant and it was the big thing that it was every cliche that the coach would tell you the coaches will tell you what it was that flagler was making their free throws I and mean, they were constantly going to the line and, and all that type of stuff but you know fsu was able to find its grounding late and was able to you know kind of run away with the game off that 19, 19 i think it was 19 to, 3 run. 19 to 3 run yeah and you know pull away leonard hamilton talked about how there were decent moments and but the big thing he said was like just consistency, you know, he said the aggressiveness needs to be – they need to start being more aggressive on defense because that will start creating more off chances on offense. Um, he doesn't think that – he's like – he He was generally positive saying that like a lot of what they have so far, there are a lot of the good pieces that they have in place right now, whether it's their athleticism, their speed, quickness and all of that. It's in place and stuff like that. It's just about putting it together and stuff like that. I mean, at the same time, too, it doesn't really look great that you're almost losing to a D2 program. And the fact that it could have been two losses from ACC programs to D2 programs, considering that Louisville lost to Kentucky. Oh, my God, Kentucky. Kentucky. That's my favorite school, Kentucky. To Kentucky Wesleyan. We did see a decent breakout performance. Not yet breakout performance because it's not the first game of the season, but we saw first— game as a seminal uh jimmy watkins um and the vcu transfer vcu transfer had 18.6 rebounds um you know we saw baba miller five steals on a block so he was all over the place um baba miller oh my
1: god i mean great game is i'm pushing a double double 16 points with nine rebounds he had um three blocks as well so mm-hmm. a lot of growth from last year because i got to, we got to watch baba miller last year jack was in high school beat last year so yeah mm-hmm. he went i think he went to one or two men's basketball games to cover i but, watched um, him play
0: unc yeah um, one game. so he went
1: to a couple games i think um jack joined on on the beat at the end, near the end of the season was able to cover a few games mm-hmm. but um no um i will say Bobba miller look like an improved player um that's a positive takeaway for that game is um you know he is a player that was seen as a lottery pick last year coming into college before mm-hmm. knee, um, shin splints before unjust suspension for we won't get into that but unjust suspension Mm-hmm. Um, and he never found his footing. He came back this year, helped after winning, helping win Spain, helping Spain win the U19 FIFA championship, and that has built his confidence. He looks like a different player. He was active on the boards, was active um, with, gang driving, shooting, looked more comfortable shooting a three. He was one of four shooting threes, but hey, you know what? That's a start. Go one for four. He was six nine shooting from the field, so overall better performance from him. I like what I saw from him. He's aggressive. I think he's that player who could take over the aggressive aggression and rebounding and scoring that Matthew Cleveland was last year. Jameer Watkins, like you mentioned, looked good. There was no um, Chandler Jackson that played because of an injury, I believe Leonard said, or mm-hmm. he's not feeling well. And then we did not see um, um, um,
0: the waiver kid. <laughs> I, 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 I I don't have it. I could give you some of Flagler stats after Essence – yeah, you passed. Of- um Flagler, you know, you talk about the game they played. Um, it shot 79% from the line, which was the big thing for them. They hit 19, they had 19 points at the line out of their 24 free throws. Um, Jalen Barr from one of one of their players hit five of seven. Destin Clark made six of seven. Um and Destin Clark, um, you know, we're talking about D2 plays at the same time. Dude, it was still an impressive performance against Florida FSU. He led all scorers in the game with 19 points. It was, I mean, I don't know a lot of people. I mean, we know FSU was coming off of, like, the season they had the most losses in ever. But, ow, I just hit my ankle. Um, But, uh, I mean, again, I don't know how many people were expecting this to be as close as it was. But, I mean, you know, Flagler came up, showed out, and almost won. I mean, that's huge. Did you find a player or – was that? Did you find the player you
1: were looking Yeah, for so fun? Primo Spears. Yes, that's who it was. Um, mm. He did not play, I think Leonard said, because it was injury. But, um, you know, um, other players, Josh Nickelberry, debut, scored five points. Had, you know, 17 minutes, played, scored five points, newcomer. Then you have um, one player that we talked about that was watching, looked like a college player, but still looks a little small, is um, Taylor Bull Bowen. He played nine minutes. Three of three shooting, one of one from three, finished with um, nine points, four rebounds. Looks a little scrawny, looks like he could put on some weight for the college game, mm-hmm. but looked a part of a college basketball player mm-hmm. at the same point, you know? I think we were both kind of impressed by him. We pointed him out a couple times.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, but they... um I, I don't know if it was the game they've wanted, but um, they're yeah, able to come out with a win preseason game. They have one more preseason game left against Valdosta State. Uh, I think and, it's uh, important to know um, finish your point. the Valdosta State. Where they
1: have. I think it's important to know, Like, mm. yes, it was not a great showing, but you know, um, that's Jalen Morley, not a newcomer, but Jameer Watkins, newcomer. Bobby Miller has half a season under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren Green dealt with um, is a good player, obviously the um, returner. Deontay Green dealt with injuries last year as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Taylor um, Bowen is a freshman. Just coming up, um, Josh Nickelberry, a transfer. So a lot of these, got Cameron Fletcher ended the season early last year because of an injury pretty much prematurely, mm-hmm. um, got hurt. And then they don't have, um, the other player they were missing was still um, Ganey, Jalen Ganey, who was, could be available for the, um, the uh, exhibition game, but um, Leonard Hamilton's after the game, that they're not going to push him. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I Think we're still in the beginning stages of seeing what Florida State could do. Yeah, I think they're gonna have a better season than what they showed against Flagler. But I think I taught, mentioned this to Jack before. I'm not sure how good they are. Yeah,
0: well, we'll we'll see how things will play out for sure. But they're, they have one more preseason game against Valdosta State on Sunday, and then uh, they start up the regular season coming up on um, just had the date November 10th against Kennesaw State, who was a tournament team last year. Um, at the Tucker Center at six PM on the tenth. So Definitely. yeah, that's, that's that's basketball team. That's basketball. Uh huh. Talk about covered a lot here
1: today, Jack. Where can they find us on social?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can follow follow. Uh, you can find us at Noel Sports on just about everything Instagram. It's TD Noel Sports. Null Sports TD. Um, and then yeah, everywhere else it's just about Noel Sports. You can find my personal X slash uh, Twitter account um, at Jack G Williams. Essence is. SN underscore Kassim uh, on X. And, yeah, also if you want to hear something more football-focused, it's a little more quicker. We also do our seminal script show every Wednesday. That should be up by now too, right? Um, uh, so, yeah, that we'll go over kind of the week that the Fuller State football has had, going into pit and kind of pre looking back at Wake and stuff like Ooh. that. But, yeah, um, that's – it for the Knoll sports podcast thank you for joining us thank you again and we'll be back next
1: week and we appreciate you guys listening we really do
0: absolutely all right see you guys